Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing today, Michael? Forget about me. We got a guest. Ask her. Well, we should do that. We will first go to Jennifer. Jennifer Tanner is with us today. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm excited to talk about one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. Oh, but I would think you're even more excited because today happens to be the last full day of school here at our church. Well, I was trying to think of someone else, and not everyone cares that it's the last full day of school, but I do. I do. I do. I do. So is my wife. It's okay. And, you know, I was talking to a friend out in Las Vegas. Yesterday was his school's last full day. So we're in that season. It's good to be excited about it as summer is upon mm. us. So now we can go. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm excited, too. I uh, I have really enjoyed the first season of Christ Culture and Cinema. And uh, you know what? What I'm going to do on our little hiatus and break, I'm going to watch a lot of movies. I'm going to be ready. Season two. Well, we always end with the words, we'll see you at the movies. And now that things are opening up, this is true. things are becoming less harried because of the pandemic, there's a good chance we might see you at the movies. Well, today we're going to talk about a movie, and we've chosen this one primarily because the Indianapolis 500 is coming up. Uh, so we wanted to choose a car movie, and there's a lot of good car movies out there. You know, I did want to go Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I will put that on my list to watch over this But part. I don't think yeah. you wanted to go there. So instead we chose kind of a, a little niche movie. It came out November 15th of 2019, Ford versus Ferrari. So a little fun fact before we get into this movie, uh, I'm on a cruise, Hawaii, with the family. I'm just walking across the deck, probably getting an ice cream cone. What else is new? And there it is. Now, I don't know what point I picked it up, but my wife came to find me. Where you been? Then she sat down. We finished the movie and had to go back later on when it actually came out to watch the start. It was that good. Yeah. This is an outstanding movie. It was directed by James Mangold, who I don't believe is any relation to the old New York Jet Center Nick Mangold from Ohio State, the Ohio State University. Um, You always have to bring him in whenever you can (laughs) because there's very little to bring in on the New York Jets. Now, the cost to make this movie, $97.6 million, and the movie made... $225.5 $225.5 million globally. They're lucky it had that uh, Ferrari foreign feel because at an almost $100 million budget, which great actors, a lot of cars, I, I get it. They only made 117 uh, on our side of the ocean. Not very robust because, no. quite honestly, I don't think Americans are really into the higher-end motor sports as they are in Europe. Yeah. We're all about the dirt. Well, we like the dirt. We like the oval. That's true. You know, we we like Talladega and Ricky Bobby. Let's be real, though. The Shelby Cobra, that is a hot little car. Well, and we're going to get to the the Shelby. The hot little car. This is true. We're going to get to the Shelby Cobra and Carol Shelby. You know, when you think about motorsports and the higher end motorsports, the indie, the indie track, the Uh, European Formula One, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, 
this just screams European culture, European craftsmanship, European elegance. And so it's a little alien to us. And that's why I think this movie also has an appeal because it's not only a clash of motorsports, it's not only a clash of America versus Europe, not only a clash of Ford versus Ferrari, this is a culture clash, to be sure. And Americans don't like to lose. It's just that simple. So let's take a look at the cast. We have in the cast uh, the one playing Carol Shelby, uh, Matt Damon. And Matt Damon, we know Matt Damon from so many movies. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, uh, The Martian. If you haven't seen The Martian, highly it's good. recommend That's a good it. One. I like it. It's a good movie. The Departed for the uh, for those who like organized crime, uh, and you bring in a little of my Boston culture. The Departed, phenomenal movie. You said uh, crime. I was going Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen. He's in those two. Excellent there you go. Choices. Yeah. And the talented Mr. Ripley. It's another good uh, movie. Have you seen it? I have. It's good. We've already done Matt Damon in. You're pointing. Legend I'm of, waiting. Legend of Bagger Vance. Well, of course, the Legend of Bagger Vance. Well, you know, we do like to repeat. Goodwill Hunting. Now, Good the ones. one who plays Carol Shelby's friend uh, and driver is uh, the character is Ken Miles. It's played by Christian Bale. Now, Christian Bale, most known for the Dark Knight series of mm. Batman movies. True outstanding uh, portrayal of Batman, but he was in American Hustle. Excellent movie. How about... American Cycle. How about 310 to Yuma? Which is also directed by James Mangold. I was surprised. I have not seen that movie. It's a good one. But it's actually used in our health curriculum with the... uh, Growing Leaders, The yeah. Habitudes. Mm-hmm. And every time they show that, I'm like, this is weird. i got to watch it. Yeah, the fa- he it. plays the uh, the father of the two boys and mm-hmm. has kind of this high moral ground. Well done movie. It's a remake of an old Western I with, that. I think, John Wayne. Uh, next character, Lee Iacocca. Many of us know Lee Iacocca as the savior of Chrysler, the inventor of the minivan. And, oh, yes, all moms in America love Lee Iacocca. And the K-Car... My grandmother had a K car. It was a horrible, horrible American atrocity to automotive industries everywhere. But it saved Chrysler because it was a cheap production car. That's played by John Bernthal. Uh, I like him. Oh, you know where he shows up? Two great movies. Oh, you go movies. I'm going to go my favorite TV show. I'm going to go movies. The Wolf of Wall Street Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. The Accountant. I'm going Walking Dead, first three seasons. Oh, this Everybody is true. hates him. It's yeah. great. And and what I liked about him is you look, he has got nine credits in twenty twenty one from movies that just were completed to the ones that were announced. I mean, I don't know if he was bored in the pandemic or got broke. Uh, <laughs> interesting. We're gonna see a lot of him. Might be a little of both. Yeah. He may be in every movie being released nationwide. Uh playing Molly Miles, uh is Catriona Balfi. Uh, gotta have a. You did that well. Of, yeah, I did a little Italian there. I wouldn't have gone. Uh, That's great. Escape Plan, Money Monster. That was a big movie, Money Monster. Now, see, when they're actors or actresses, I'm less familiar with, and I go to IMDb. Mm-hmm. I look at pictures. Pictures tell you how big a deal their movies are, and mm-hmm. she has the most pictures about Outlander. I haven't seen Outlander. Jennifer, have you uh, seen Outlander? Outlander, definitely. But okay. It's a girl thing. It's uh, a girl thing. So you see? know who she is. I do. Yeah, see, I was clueless. See, we're flying blind. That's why we have Jennifer, have Jennifer. here today. Uh, playing, class. playing the character of Leo Beebe is Josh Lucas. 
Here's a great movie. Oh, yeah. He was in Sweet Home Alabama. He is so great in that. But come on, what's his favorite for me? Oh, you, well, you tell me. Glory Road. Glory baby, Road. I on. figured you were going there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Glory yeah. Glory Road. Love him, basketball coach. It's great. Now, playing the son, Peter Miles, is Noah Jupe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it's always hard with the child actors, but I'm surprised at the volume of movies he's been in. It's good. Honey Boy, A Quiet Place, kind of more boutique smaller movies. A scary one. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a little but creepy. Wonder. He mm. plays the older brother in Wonder. This That's is true. Right. So good. So good. Love yeah. that movie. Now, we should do that one sometime. Another key. Now, the two nemesis, the, the kind of arch nemesis in the movies, the two guys, mm. playing Henry Ford II and then Enzo Ferrari. So it's always kind of fun when you see like a Ford car and you realize, well, there's more than just Henry Ford. There is his family that continue to be involved in the business. And Enzo Ferrari is named after, you know, he his, his car is named after him. So we have uh, Tracy Letts, who plays Henry Ford II, um, in Lady Bird, Little Women, The Big Short, kind of in some interesting movies. Big Short with Christian Bale. Yeah, with Christian Trying Bale again. I don't know. Now, buddies. the more interesting one to me is Enzo Ferrari, because he really is an Italian actor. Yeah. I looked at the films and I went, I got nothing here. Well. He's got the most credits, 104 credits. You're like, wow, he's old. And that's when I, I had to ask you. I was like, yeah. so Pilato yeah. in Mary of Nazareth, is that, that Italian for pilot? pilot? Yeah. yeah. Rimo, okay. Rimo Gironi. Pilato. What a great name. Is it Rimo Gironi. Rimo. <laughs> we love you, Rimo. It's very, very good. Yes. He did very well as Enzo. But kind of American films, he's been in uh, Live uh, Live by Night and Heaven. So he has been in some American stuff, but he definitely plays that you know, stereotypical Italian suave uh, kind of character for sure. So let's get let's jump into the movie. Enough about the cast. Whoa, it's whoa, a great cast. Uh, you got one? one more. Who did oh, we miss? Phil Remington, who's the mechanic, uh, uh-huh. played by Ray McKinnon. I had to put it because number one, Apollo thirteen plays a small part. Good, true. But the coach in Blindside. Oh, oh, that's where I saw him. I'm like, oh, side. Coach, that's right. Love it when he does that. You know, all right. that's a movie down the road. Movie, we might, maybe come football season, love we'll do blind The Blind Side. side. That's, that's a good, good movie. Yeah, let's talk about the movie. You know, the premise of the movie is fairly simple. It's 1963. Ford Motor Company's vice president at the time was Lee Iacocca. And he proposes to Henry Ford II to purchase the cash-strapped, soon-to-go bankrupt Ferrari Motor Company in Italy. Now, they figured it was going to be a means to boost car sales. Uh, The problem is, what he doesn't realize is, Ferrari is using Ford's offer to leverage more money out of Fiat, who ultimately is going to be the ones who buy it, but allows Ferrari to continue making Ferraris. Kind of leaves Ford at the altar. Angry. Oh, just a little bitter. Angry. A little harsh. so great. It was like approaching the Godfather and then being turned down. I loved it. Yeah. It was not a good moment. It wasn't a good moment. That's so, awesome. That's a good, I, I like the way you brought that in. Yeah. So I, solid. I love what Ford, good what Henry Ford II does. So how's he going to get back? We're going to beat gonna, him at his own game. Beat him at his own game. That's what we're going to do. We're going to, mm, we're going to build the supercar to beat the Ferrari. So who do you hire to build a supercar? Well, of course, the guy that knows how to race them. Shelby. Carol Shelby, yeah. who won Shelby. the 24-hour Le Mans in 1959. Meaningless trivia for you. Is he the only American to win it at that point? I believe he was. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. But he had to stop racing because of heart issues. 
Now, what's funny is Shelby continues on with this very, very long career in the production, development, etc., giving to us which car, Jennifer? Have I mentioned how much I love the Shelby Cobra? Yes, I think you do. Shelby Cobra. And let's face it. Uh, I don't know if in real life he's as good looking as Matt Damon. No, he's Smooth, not. No, so no, that was not. kind of an actor thing because I'm like, who wouldn't buy from him? Like, hey, he gives when that you have speech, a car that hot, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is true. I mean, uh, he's in the yeah. car, and you look at that little that little two seater with the roll bar behind, and you're going, "Ooh, that's a choice right. ride." Here's our here's our first YouTube uh, throw out yeah. under uh, Ford vs Ferrari. You'll see Carol Shelby speech at our uh, speed at Mustang launch, mm-hmm. and it's where he gives his big speech, and you think I would buy anything from this guy? Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're all in. Well, he's not only charismatic, but he is a brilliant racer who understands the symmetry between driver and car. He, he gets that. And he also realizes you have to have the right driver in the car. You can't just put anybody behind the wheel. It's got to be the right guy. Enter his mm-hmm. friend, Ken Miles, the English driver who's a little bit of a hothead. He's a little bit of a prima donna. He's bit. sort of a pain in the neck to work Such with. a great scene when they're bringing the people that want to sponsor Ken, and they're like, oh, I heard he's hard to work with. And he's like, oh, no, he's great. Next thing you know, you hear him yelling at the guy that's about to DQ him for the size of the trunk. Oh, yeah. Great scene. So what, what, what this leads to is the development of the Ford GT40 MK1. And this is going to be the car that they're going to put up against all of these uh, unbelievable italian ferraris and the like but he needs ken miles in the seat in order for this to work let's bridge that 63 you brought the bad sale Mm -hmm. most of this movie takes place leading up to the 66 le mans so i did a little research 64 ford's cars not one finish race yeah 65 uh miles was actually in that race i don't talk about that but uh Lost to gearbox trouble. Yeah, 19, so this is a big deal. Yeah, 1965, 24 hours of Le Mans, as predicted by Miles. None of the Fords finished the race. Now, of course, mm-hmm. Ford goes mental. This is a humiliating defeat, but what does Shelby say? We have put fear in Enzo Ferrari because down the Moulin straight, they hit 218 sustained miles per hour, and there was no Ferrari that could do that. So what it showed was... Progress. Progress, development, learning through failure. Because Shelby understood this is not a work complete. It's a work in progress. Step by step Mm. to get to where you need to be. Is that kind of like the Jets or Bears starting with rookie quarterbacks? No, we just stink. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) All the time. I knew that. So in in 1966, now is out. Leo BB's in. He's taking over the racing division, and his intent is to continue the program without Miles. Why? Because Ken Miles is a hot-headed pain in the tuchus. And I think that's the gentle way of describing Ken Miles. Have you ever worked with somebody like Ken Miles, Jennifer? (laughs) As I'm staring at my two pastors, the things I could say. (laughs) This is true. The door is wide open in this moment, certainly. So Shelby brings out and i love this he brings out old man ford to the racetrack this is a great scene in the movie and he's going to bank not only his reputation on it he's going to bank his company and he puts old man ford in the car that's a good scene and he takes him out and in so doing old man ford saw jesus there is no doubt he it's a miracle he survived that that drive with them and he said I'll put my company on the line. We're going to win the 24 hours of 
Daytona, right Daytona, down the street. Start. You know, we have some folks in our church go there every year. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I love it. For sure. Little shout out to Don Wolf, you know, from our church. They go down there they and camp. Down. How do you watch a 24-hour race? Do you have any idea? Yeah, take a nap. Yeah, take yeah, they, uh, they take their campers. I know uh, Rick and Gary, they go down. They have a good time. Yeah, I mean, 24 hours at Daytona, and so they win. That, there's a couple scenes that show that same thing about how he, he scares them into that. Um, as we get to that, you mentioned uh, BB. There's that great scene I just want to mention leading up to this where Lee Iacocca is put on the spot. Why is this not happening? Um, it, it was a, a wonderful scene called you know, Ford vs. Ferrari cool scene c-o-o-l i was like what's the cool scene so i watched right. it and it was that him explaining why even though ford was more successful money wise everybody wanted a ferrari because they win yeah and and how he was going at it and it was just first you see iacocca sell this we need to do this mm-hmm. and so oh, just great scene you know there's, like this movie oh it's a good movie. movie so you know this this now gives them the impetus to go over to le mans it gives them the opportunity now to race you know miles has pushed the car to seven thousand rpms on the tachometer they're ready to go and against bb's wishes yeah against bb's wishes you know bb has his crew and bb's always trying to undermine ken miles at every possible turn but meanwhile you have shelby defending his friend and setting him up for success Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in the end you know when they beat the ferraris it's, it's a great little moment when carol shelby looks up to the box you know, above where Ferrari's uh, owners are sitting, and there's Enzo, and Enzo just looks at him, and he's wearing the Ray-Ban sunglasses, looking very Italian, and he just gives him that knowing nod. You have beaten me. You have won. It's a, it's a good moment, but that isn't the end of the movie. No. Because it's set up where they want all the Fords to cross the finish line together, and by technicality, Ken Miles doesn't win, even though he's led the most laps. After he lets up. Yeah, he lets up. It hurts me. This is another one of those movies. I'm like, no, stop it. Yeah, yeah it was so wrong. Oh. It was so wrong. And he does it. He, he listens. He does. The one it. time he listened, look what it got him. <laughs> yeah, look, look what, what it, it got him. Look what it got him when he listens. So, since you've already gone to the end a little bit, yeah, I'm just curious what you guys think. Favorite character? Because this movie really has so many different characters. Um. And as we get to the end, maybe that affects mm-hmm. who you really like. But I'm, because I, I was thinking how much I love Josh uh, Lucas as a actor, and he makes me want to punch his face this entire movie. So he yeah. does a good job. Yeah, yeah, what do you that's like? true. Well, I always pull for the underdog, so I like the driver. I like Miles. I like his. So this is a tough yeah. movie for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, and I'm, and I'm on the other side. I really liked Matt Damon as Carol Shelby, because of the process. Everything is process for him. It's not a, here's the car, now we win. It's, we go, and not one of our cars finished, but we scared them. It's, we need to go to Daytona, and he redlines that car to, I mean, that thing is burning up, and he's, but he's like, that's the next step. And now when they get to Le Mans, and he's finally going to beat Enzo Ferrari. It's a good moment. Notice the moment, though. It's, It's not this kind of, I beat you sucker punch in the face thing. It's a, there's an acknowledgement of accomplishment and elegance in this really kind of clunky, ugly American, you know, missile that flies around the track because it it doesn't have the grace, the style, the elegance of the Ferrari. It has American muscle written all over it. It, it, It's interesting you say that because there's that scene where they tape all the ribbon 
to the car to try to see the airflow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. It's such a neat, I mean, you think even science, that's how they figured out where they were in trouble, where they needed to change. Right. So low tech. It's taped ribbon on the car. Yeah. You know, this is what it really thought me about because, you know, we haven't really kind of wrapped into Christ in all of this. Where is Where is Jesus in this movie? Mm. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Life has a lot of measurement of failure. We learn from our failures, and sometimes we have to go wandering in those failures. And you see that with Carol Shelby. You see that with Ken Miles. You, in a, in a big way, you see it with Ford, you know, being kind of jilted at the altar, trying to mm. buy Ferrari and all that. And, and it really got me thinking about the dynamic of Moses and the children of Israel once they leave the mountain of God. And now they're going to make their way to the promised land. And how many mistakes could they have possibly made along the way? <laughs> no more than they did. I think they maxed out. I mean, honestly, you know, yeah. a you know, it's kind of like Gilligan's Island meets the Bible. You know, this three-hour cruise, which you know, and for them should have taken three days to walk, took them forty years. All right, and a whole generation, and a whole generation had to pass, and yet the objective, the goal, never ever wavered or changed True. for. You know, for our our lead characters here, you know, for for Miles and and for Shelby, it was always to win. For Ford, it was always to win, and they remained focused on that objective. And it didn't happen overnight. No, this this took years. You know, from the moment they decided to do this, I would tell you it didn't take them as many years as they thought it was going to take them. True, that was mm -hmm. still pretty quick, considering from when they started. So. It, it really, to me, becomes an application of, of faith in our lives. We make mistakes. We have personal failings. And yet, God remains faithful in his promise to us. And, and sometimes the wilderness is going to take longer than we mm -hmm. want, and it's not going to work out the way we did. I mean, who really enjoyed the end of this movie? Did you enjoy the end of this movie? I think movie? Uh, Jennifer needs to tell us about the end of her boy, Ken, because no, we really didn't I'm get to it. No, I'm not going to talk about oh, it. No, it's your I'm man. not going to admit that he dies like. in a fiery, Ooh. horrible crash. Yeah. And it's not, by the way, the first time this almost happened. The, the second time it absolutely takes his life. The first time, you know, when, when Ken has the brake failure, he almost dies, but his, his expertise and experience of driving somehow saves his life. The second time he dies. It's not how we want this movie to end. We don't want Carol Shelby going to his widow, you know, to Miles' widow's house and handing his little boy a wrench. He doesn't. Right. We don't want that. We want everybody to go to the promised land. And what happens at the book of Exodus? God brings Moses up to a mountain and he goes, look at the promised land. This is a wonderful place. It's a place flowing with milk and honey. By the way, you're not going in. Is that really how we want the story of the Exodus to end. No. Let's be honest. We want Moses to tell all those little spoiled brats tough luck and he goes in by himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we want we want mighty Moses marching across the the Jordan River. We want but we don't always get what we want. And that's okay because it's in the process of living faithfully. It's in the process of learning from failure. It's in the process where we can have those moments of of a joyful head nod when we have climbed the mountain and won. Like when Carol Shelby just looks up at Enzo Ferrari and they make that eye contact and there is an agree there's this mutual agreement of victory and success and a nod to the to the whole process of getting to the top of the mountain. It really is a beautiful moment. Well, even Miles, he wins Daytona, he wins Sebring, he's going for the triple crown, 
should have won it. He won it. He did win it. And what does he do? He says, oh, I'll slow down and let the other two guys you know, catch up. And because of a technicality, he lost it. Yeah. Triple crown. Yeah. You know, he still didn't get to but even, the pinnacle. But even and so, as he's walking he off the track, remember when he's walking? He's not really mad. He's... Charles Shelby is not way as, more not worked as mad up. as his son or well, Carol. Everyone else around him, yeah. He, he knew what he had done. He knew what he had achieved. Whether it was recorded or not, he knew. And sometimes life is like that. You just got to know what you I think principals deal with that. Oh, Lord. I think senior bachelors deal with that. <laughs> not associates. Not at all. Yeah. We don't deal with any of that. <laughs> Which, to me, leads us now to our question of the day. I want you to consider a time that you failed. Maybe you failed over and over and maybe even over again. How did those failures ultimately help you to the moment of success or victory? What did you learn along the journey? And who was it that came along the journey with you to help you overcome the defeats and the failures of the past? Who was that person who walked with you? who got you to, to the finish line, to the victory line, where you could kind of celebrate that moment together. Now, having said that, we are now going to go on a little bit of a hiatus from Christ Culture and Cinema. We're going to be having uh, some vacation time here for Michael, then for myself, and uh, we want to we wanna get back to the movies. There are a lot of new movies coming out that we can go and see. So our plan is as, as follows. We're going to return on Friday, July 23rd. Until then... We hope to see all of you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.